Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people. And we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. We hope this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now let's get to this week's episode. We are trying to be done about 9.35, 9.40, which would be the shortest service in the history of LifeHouse. Um, but we have a good reason for that, is because we want to go today and, and be the church in our city as a, port of, as a part of For Our City Week. So here's the thing, right? Today, in my short message, I'm going to talk about the following things, and some of y'all are going to be scared, but just trust me. All right, today I'm going to talk about Domino's, not the pizza. A nun, a rock star, a wizard, strangers, naked people, prison, and a tattoo artist. So this should be really interesting, all right? <laughs> Some of you, I don't want to see y'all walk out. Don't be walking out. We're not going to show naked people, okay? Just calm, calm down, okay? Okay, um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we are taking a break today from our series, Rebuild, that we started a couple weeks back for, for our city Sunday, and really, before I dive, I dive in today, I, I want to share with you and remind you again about why we are so passionate about this core value of our church for our city, and why we take a, a whole week and blitz our city, why each month we have community partners that we partner with and partner with them financially and partner with them practically as well. Why is this such a big deal in our church? And really, the heart behind it is because, unfortunately, I think you would even agree with this, is the church is mainly known by what it is what? Against instead of what it is for. Because, honestly, if you have friends and family, you know, those those family members you get together with during Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is coming up, by the way, just to let y'all know. Anybody excited about Christmas? How many like Christmas people do we have here? Like, you like Christmas people. Like, you are one of those sick human beings that loves Christmas. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. We love you. You're welcome here. But, um, you know, like, like uh, of, um, I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, anyway, okay, sorry. So, um, Yo, seriously, I totally forgot where I was going with that. For, for our city. Sorry, y'all. I haven't had coffee yet, so I need coffee. So if anyone wants to bring me coffee, I'll take it. No, just kidding. Anyway, for, for our, our city. So we want to be known by what we are for instead of what we are against. And I'm sure you have those family members. That's where I was going. Uh, you've got those family members where you sit down and you're having talks, and probably you've had these talks with 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 your family, they always talk about the things that the church isn't doing. They talk about what the church hasn't done. No impact that the church has made. And they even put down the church and they say church people are a bunch of just what? Hypocrites. They say one thing and do something else. They say one thing and they do something else. Well, if we had so many people, so many churches, why, why is the world being changed? Like why, well, you know, and, and, and so what they're saying is they're defining the church by what it hasn't done and what it is against instead of saying, what, the, what has the church done to make a difference? And so we said at LifeHouse, we just don't want to be known by what we preach 
or what we say. We want to be known by what we actually do and show our community. Because the church is at least Lifehouse, and the church in general should be for human flourishing. We should want to see our cities made better. The purpose of the church is not to just fit people into a building so we can tell them how bad they are and tell them how bad they're, they're, they're not seeing God. They're completely missing God. The church should be a group, a community of Jesus followers that comes and are trained up and then sent out to go and be the hands and feet and physical presence of Jesus in our community. Not just by what they say, but by what they do. One of the core values of our church is we work as if it depends on us and pray as if it depends on God. We cannot just pray for our city, God, make it better, and not go. Like, you pray things, and sometimes you pray for things that your feet need to go and do. But we don't want to be a church that just says we're just busy but not following God's will and saying, like, God, what do you want us to do? We want to say, God, we want to go and show our city, but at the same time, we need your presence, we need your power, we need your resources, we need the hand and power of God because what... What we do can show people, but it is the power of God that really transforms people's lives and transforms people's hearts. That is a work we cannot do. That is a work in and of ourselves and our strength and ability. We don't have the strength and grace to do. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do that. But the Holy Spirit can sometimes need a voice. The Holy Spirit can sometimes need a physical presence to go and represent and be the ambassador for who Jesus is. So we've, we've said, look, we're just not going to let our city know we love it. We want to go and actually show it. And man, we've done that with our church. Over 50 grand we've invested into our city over the past three, three years through four our city projects. We've done thousands of volunteer hours. Even this, this week, we're going to be at 13, 14 different projects, seven different schools. We're doing a back-to-school drive on Friday where we're going to be giving away 350 back-to-school packs for kids. I think there's... Is that my kids dropping those dominoes? <laughs> I was like I, I, like, I hear that, and I'm like, that's probably my, my boys. And yep, it is. Love you, boys. Um, but, but like we have shown out and shown off, and we are going to continue to do so, especially this week. We have so much planned, and yesterday was just the start of that with 53 beds being built. But I don't know about you, sometimes I can get discouraged because I can think, what the heck is a redone teacher's lounge going to do in light of all the brokenness, all the hurt, all of the darkness we see? Has anyone ever felt that about your life? You can literally feel like, and this is one of, like you're, you're, like you're, you know, you're peeing in the wind. That's one thing that I've heard, right? It can feel like you've got a hurricane, and you can deduct where I'm going with that. Uh, so, sorry, kids. <laughs> We've got kids in service today. Uh, I forgot that, <laughs> even though I just, talked, you know, I just called out my kids. So um, sorry. Um, you can explain what that, what that means to your kids later. Uh, <laughs> but, but the thing is, it can feel like you've got a little teacup trying to go to the Atlantic Ocean and just get all of the water out. You're just like, all right, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. 
And you're like, what is a redone teacher's lounge going to do? What, what is giving away back to school packs going to do to like, with so much darkness, with so much murder, with so much hate, with so much division, with all of the darkness, we just turn on Facebook or turn on the news and that how much darkness, I mean, I can almost have a short depression reading all the brokenness and hurt and pain that is expressing itself and showing itself in our country. And I can sometimes feel, what the heck are we doing? Like, why does this stuff even matter? There's so much darkness, no matter how light we try to be, it will never show through the amount of darkness that there is. Have you ever felt that way? And that can sometimes bring you to this place of just like hopelessness and purposelessness, not even for the church, but for your life. Because I know many of you, you want to make a difference. You are not at your job just to get a paycheck. You want to see that place you, you want the light of Christ to shine. You are, you are not just living within this city just to get what you want. Like, you want to make a difference, but you can feel like, what am I doing? Is it really making a difference? And I'll just be honest, I've felt that with our church, with my life, with for our city. It's like, seriously, in a city of 200,000, in a particular area of a half million people with Norktown, with Norktown, jeez. It's that kind of morning. Newport News. Yorktown, Hampton, half a million people. How, how is a couple schools being redone? How is some backpacks? How is some fear to freedom partnerships, 53 beds? Like, what is that going to do? And then I thought about a domino. Everybody, everybody got your domino walking in? Everybody take it out. People are dropping them like crazy. <laughs> Take out your domino. And I thought about the domino. <laughs> See, this is, y'all going to be hearing this in y'all sleep. It's the best sermon illustration right, right here. Y'all going to be hearing. Like y'all whole, y'all hearing it throughout the sermon. Y'all going to hear it throughout all of y'all's, rest of y'all's week. See? I appreciate everybody dropping them because it's just making the sermon point more clear. Domino effect. You've heard of that. Essentially, the Webster definition of that is this. A cumulative effect produced when one event, everyone say one event, initiates a succession of similar events. I want to read that one more time. A cumulative effect produced when one event initiates a succession of of similar events. And when I was thinking about for, about for our city and what we hope to accomplish, as we go out and throw some light at the darkness, is to prayerfully, hopefully by the power and spirit of God, combining what we do with the power of God, work and prayer, prayer and work, to hopefully start a domino effect that where one domino gets knocked over, it then knocks over one other domino. And you know how dominoes work. You know you knock one over and it just keeps on rolling. And it could also be called a chain reaction, where when one thing impacts what happens next. And I'll be candid, I don't know how all we're doing with For Our City, in my limited knowledge, in my limited understanding, I got a 790 SAT score. I'm not the brightest crayon in the box. That was not for one side of it. 
That was for both, okay? Somehow I graduated college, and I'm a pastor. So this is, I don't know, what, so are, are clapping for my 790? I'm not sure. And that was back when it was 1600, so, you know, so if you need any, I don't want to hear God can't use you, okay? Because if God can use me, a stuttering white boy that got a 790 on an SAT, you ain't got no excuse. But our prayer with For Our City is that one event would initiate and start a chain reaction that people would say, huh, maybe I should start caring where I live. Maybe I can do something that matters. Maybe I never knew this was here in this city. We've had people say that. Like, I never knew there was a boys and girls club here. I never knew there was a fear to freedom where there's a place for sexual assault survivors to go to get help. I never knew that. Where hopefully something that we do will start and spark a chain reaction of similar events. Where people develop a heart to serve their city instead of take from their city. Where instead of seeing what the city isn't, they start to see what the city can be. Where even that trickles down into their own family. They're not seeing what is, they see what can be. There is a trickle down, there is a chain reaction, there is a one event initiates a similar chain of events that eventually leads to churches. Because here's the thing, we hope for our city isn't just a lifehouse thing. We want it to be a church on the peninsula thing. There's 350 churches in Newport News. What if each church said, we're gonna take one week and serve our city? And we had 52 churches each week going and loving their city. What if? Why not? So y'all, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not God. We're just obeying what God has told us to do. And sometimes it's gonna be this in life where God is gonna tell you to do something and you don't see the end result. You don't see the chain reaction. You don't see the domino. But God's looking for someone to start the domino. Who's gonna push it? Who's gonna push it over? It's just like God is trying to find. Maybe in your family it has been a legacy of brokenness and hurt and destruction. And God is looking for just possibly you to say, the cycle stops with me. Stops here. Maybe it's been drunkenness, divorce, sexual immorality, anger, alcohol. It's, that's been your family's legacy, your family's heritage. But God's just looking for someone to say, the chain reaction is going to start with me. Maybe at your job, it has just been turnover, anger. People hate their job. They endure it. It's just, it sucks, you know, take this job and shove it. Which actually, we're doing a sermon series in October called Take Your Job and Sh Love It. So get ready for that. Because honestly, you're going to spend a majority of your life at work. And some of you devalue your work. Some of, some, some, like, like, there was a Barna poll that said 75% of people in church think 
the pastor's job is more important than their job. And y'all, that's, that's not true. My calling is just as important as your calling. Your calling is just as important as my calling. So who's, who's, who's going to start it? Who's going to be the one in your family, in your city, in your job that says the cycle stops with me? And start a chain reaction of love. My prayer is that this for our city thing is going to go far beyond past when I'm dead. It's going to go far beyond what we even think or feel where, where within churches on the peninsula, they would say, yeah, there, were, there was this one church that met in the Kiln Creek Regal. They started this mess. And now look at all these churches partnering with schools. Look at all these churches giving money away to people like, like wanting to make our city better. I just say, let it start with us. Let me talk to you about three people here. A nun, a rock star, and a wizard. That all say things that I think are similar to what Jesus said. Talking about the power of small, the power of small things. Mother Teresa said this, we can do no great things, only small things with great love. Bon Bono said, said this, I am a musician. Said, I write songs. I just hope that when the day is done, I've been able to tear a little corner off of the darkness. Anybody feel that way? Gandalf, which I am not a Lord of the Rings guy at all. Fell asleep in all of them. Think they're boring. If you like those things, God bless you. You're welcome here. I am more of a, I need realness. I need a documentary. I need a based on a true story, not some fiction stuff. But hey, Sorry, Gandalf said this, some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but that is not what I have found. I have found that it is the small everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. When Jesus actually teaching about the kingdom of God in Matthew 25, he tells a parable about the sheep and the goats. How many of you have ever heard that the sheep and the goats, and really what scholars say, it is a parable of the final judgment. And basically what Jesus is saying here is what those that are my sheep, what, what, here's what they do, what that will look like. And basically he says, let me tell you what, what my sheep, how they act, look like. And Jesus said this here. Jesus said, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger. Hope, hopefully some, some of these words here are ringing true of what I said earlier, all right? And you invited me into your home. I was naked, all right? So I'm not gonna, sh I'm not gonna show naked people, all right? Just, just, I was just referencing this. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then, the, then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of, one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Do you realize like what he defined and showed as being what defines a follower of Jesus? It was not, you started this huge church and thousands of people showed up. He said, you gave, a, you gave water, you gave food, you gave housing, you gave clothes, like you met people's needs. It was small acts of kindness that Jesus pointed out as being 
what the definition was of a sheep, someone that would follow him. Now, you might be asking, how can you work this into your normal, everyday life? I want to tell you about a tattoo artist. Any, any tattoo artist here? No. Okay. Shocking. Shocking. Anyway, though, this tattoo artist in Kentucky, Murray, Kentucky. Is anybody here from Murray, Kentucky? Give a, give a shout. Not shocking, okay. <laughs> Murray, Kentucky. A tattoo artist in Murray, Kentucky, after the Charlottesville riots. Anybody remember those? He said this. He said, I want to make a small dent in the division in the darkness. And this tattoo artist said, he put it out on Facebook, and he said, if you have a tattoo of hate that you want off of your body, bring it in, and I will help you change it into something beautiful for free. So it started off with five people checking in, then 20, then 30, then 40, then hundreds contacting him and saying, I have symbols of hate on my body. One guy even said, I can't even take my shirt off and, sh and play in the pool with, with my kids because I have a giant swastika on my chest. With people saying they just had hate symbols all over their body. And this tattoo artist said this. He said, having anything hate-related is completely unacceptable. A lot of people, when they were younger, just didn't know any better and were left with mistakes on their bodies. And then he said, we just want to make sure everybody has a chance to change. Isn't that powerful? It's a freaking tattoo artist. But do you know what I love? He said, I can do something. I can start a domino in people's lives. A tattoo artist said, I can bring a little bit of light into the darkness. What is a changed tattoo going to do to invade the darkness? Who knows? I don't know. But hearing the testimonies and stories of people getting something changed on their body could have been the first domino to them have going from being from a person of hate to a person of love. We don't know. This is what he's, he's and these are uh, a couple things that they shared. It says, one of the people we got was a guy with both of his forearms completely covered in hate symbols absolutely everywhere. Then he said this, how is this man going to be with society with the mistakes he made 20 years ago? Y'all, this is the opportunity we have because some of you, you, you think what you do doesn't matter. You've got that same mentality that I struggled with even with for our city of like, what's this, what's this gonna do? Like we're peeing in the wind, it's just like, what's it gonna do? Some of you feel that way about your own life, about what you are doing and about what you do. And I want to let you know, God has put his light inside of you, not so you can go to your job and hide it for eight hours a day. He has put his light inside of you, not so you can go to your social circles and put it under a bowl so people can't see it. 
He has put light inside of you to go into whatever context you go into on the golf course, at the grocery store, at your job, at your social circles, wherever, to go and literally shine his light. Individually, and the thing is this, corporately as the body of Christ. But you've got to know if a tattoo artist can do it, you can do it. What light can you bring to your job? Maybe it's just you're the one that brings the snacks. You the snack guy. You the snack girl. You bring a little bit of light to that place. I'm excited. One of the projects we're doing, the, the personally myself leading, at our boys' school, we're redoing their whole teacher's lounge. We're going to make that joint dope. Those teachers are going to go in there and think they just went into massage envy like it's gonna be a place where they can rest and restore so then they can go and pour themselves out for our kids going in there it's like a dungeon i'm like i wouldn't want to spend time in here buying them a brand new refrigerator gonna get a keurig we're painting the walls my wife went out and did her hgtv thing She's going to make that place look right. I'm like, finally, babe, all those hours you spend watching Fix This House, you're going to put into practice for serving the kingdom of God. Praise God. <laughs> I have no idea what that te- redone teacher's song is going to do, but my prayer is this, is that as they go in there, they'll say, somebody in this community cares about me. Yesterday, we were at Lowe's buying all of the stuff for this project, and one of the people, like, we, were, you know, she was like, what are y'all doing? We just told her, hey, you know what, our church is going to for our city where we are completely redoing a teacher's lounge at our boys' school. Da, 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 da. She, was, she literally had tears welling up in her eyes. I'm just someone that's actually saying, like, we, we care. And y'all, be the chain reaction. Be the first domino to knock over at your job, in your family, in our community. And as a church, we are going to be that domino. There's some great churches that do a lot of great things in this city, and they're, they're doing it, and we're just partnering with them, but this is what we feel like God has called us to do, is to be the domino corporately, but, you, but some of you need to be the domino individually. Can we stand up? We're going to close. I want to read you a couple things. This is what Jesus said. So hear the words of Jesus before we walk out today and go and be the church. This is what Jesus said. Can you put that up, Matthew 5? Jesus said this, you, everyone say me. That, so when Jesus was saying you, really what he's saying, really what you should be saying is he's talking to me. You are the light of the world. Thank you, Judah. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp. In other words, no one has the light put into them and puts it under a bowl. A basket, sorry. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good words shine. No, what does that say? Deeds. Let your good actions, let your good works, good deeds shine out for all to do what? See. So that Lifehouse will get praise. No. So that everyone will praise Yes. And y'all, that's the heart of this thing. 
we're gonna go out and do, but we're not looking for recognition. We're not trying to find credit. If they wanna give it, great, but ultimately, we just wanna redefine how people see the church. It's not about what we're trying to get. It's what we're trying to give. It's not about being what we're against. It's about what, it's about what we're for. So we're gonna take the light and shine it bright today, this coming week. But for us, it's not just a week, it's a lifestyle. I'm saying, how, I'm, how can we take this and put it in our family's rhythm of letting our school know we care, right? So it's not just a week, it is a lifestyle. So let's go out and shine the light today. I wanna give you one more verse, then we're gonna pray and close out. And then here's, here's, here, here's the deal. We're all gonna go out into the lobby area. Carrie will take it over from there and Carrie will direct us and guide us to get into our particular projects and places like that. But here's the thing, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, it says this here. And this is my heart for you, right? This was a, a letter that Paul wrote to a church he planted. So this was Paul pouring out his pastoral heart. So I literally want to read this over you as a pastor and the pastor of this church that I pray would, would just flood over you today as we close out. Paul said this, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing, everyone say nothing. Nothing, nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Ever. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of the useless things I feel like I'm doing. Little is much in the hands of God. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard, or said yes to Jesus, please reach out to us at lifehousenn.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next step in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us next Sunday online or in person. For service times, visit lifehousenn.com.